Hi, everybody. I'm Thea. And I'm Mati, and this is our podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Our Pointist Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about a topic that is very tough for us, I guess, because it's a tricky topic to talk about, especially because we are going through it. We're going to talk about what is happening in Colombia and what it is all about, all the protests and all the stuff. Now, we say it's a tricky like tricky topic for us to talk about because we're living through it. And it's a very polarized topic, I feel like, in social media. So, you know, but we felt like it was necessary to talk about it so we are here today to address the issue now like have in mind that we are Colombians we both live here we both like know what's happening but we're teenagers and we are forming our opinions and this is our current stand but it obviously can change yeah for sure And along that, um, I wanted to add like onto that disclaimer. And it's that, of course, Matthew and I are speaking from a position of immense privilege. And we are so grateful for that. But maybe we are living circumstances in a way that's maybe different from that of other people. So we can't entirely relate to like their perspective on what's going on. And of course, we're speaking, you know, from our experience, which isn't a representation of what everybody is going through. So please just remember that. And Again, Mati said it was really important for us to discuss this topic because it's something that affects us directly and it just goes back to the mission we had when we started and that we continue to have when we started Our Point Is and that was to talk about issues that we felt weren't being discussed enough or that we felt needed to be shed a light on and that's what we feel with the protests in Colombia because today marks one month since they started as we're recording this and at first for like the first week I would say you know everybody like all around the world was sharing on their stories and everything so everybody was really active and vocal about that and then it just kind of died down a little bit especially since everything that's happening with Palestine quickly took over and we just want to attest that it's still here it's still happening we're still going through a difficult situation and the country is still in a bit of an unstable situation because of this it hasn't died down just because the media has so And I feel like what what is happening in Palestine is just as important. But we want to talk about this first because obviously it is our country and we are very close to this. Yeah, for sure. And you got to speak about what's happening like in your own place before you start looking at the rest of the world, you know. So with all of that being said, let's share the structure for this week's episode. At first, we're going to be doing a brief introduction on what the situation is in Colombia to get everybody like on the same page. Then we're going to be talking about our opinion on the protests, not necessarily on what they're protesting, like on we're going to be talking about our opinion on why they're protesting, not the protests themselves, but, you know, the reason for that and whether or not we feel like we should or shouldn't protest. Then we're going to be talking about violence in the protests on both sides. Next, we're going to be touching on the subject of influencers and their role on this. 
afterwards a Q&A from Instagram and this is the part of the episode where we shamelessly plug in our Instagram make sure to follow it at our point is podcast I believe we're pretty close to 100 followers so that's really exciting and it's a really fun space because you can contribute to weekly epi- to bi-weekly episodes by submitting your questions for the topic that we're going to be discussing and so the episodes are really catered to your guys's interests and also every week one of us does a takeover of a day in our lives so it's a really awesome space where we can connect with you all on a more personal level and you can just kind of see what our life looks like us outside of the podcast and you know that's the end of our shameless plug-in <laughs> and lastly yeah. we're going to be doing our favorites as always let's get right to the episode so we want to start obviously introducing what the problem is why are the these protests happening why is the people well why are the people mad with the government so the government uh tried to introduce a tax reform after the covid um pandemic obviously so they, the government introduced this tax reform like two months ago, if I'm not wrong. And obviously, this tax reform was not like appropriate for the time because obviously um, the country has been very affected for, well, by the pandemic and a lot of people um, are suffering economic losses. And, you know... I think the main problem with that tax reform, it was that, like, it targeted, like, mainly middle-class people that are considered kind of, like, they can live comfortable. So instead of, like, you know, targeting the rich, it just target normal day-to-day people. And obviously this would have put a dent in their incomes and it wasn't it was kind of a radical tax reform so the government was trying to you know increase taxes in things like food and public services like gas or water so you know everybody was against that because it's some it's they there are things everybody uses so everybody would obviously be affected by this now another like one of the big points of this was obviously they were the government was trying to collect taxes with this reform to um kind of close the dent that COVID nineteen did in the country's economy, but part of the money that like the government was going to gain through this was gonna go to. Things like uh, buying a bunch of airplanes that a lot of people think are unnecessary. Now, I did we did research on this, and I think geopolitically is the right decision because obviously Colombia has been in a vulnerable position because we are right next to Venezuela, and the situation in Venezuela it's like really concerning, and the only like strength they have over us is that they have a bunch of very good and very I guess fast airplanes that we do not have and our military airplanes haven't been updated in a long time so Colombia's government is 
purchasing um, like 28 airplanes and that is a lot of money that obviously the country does not necessarily have but I feel like it's something that we need to do if we want to you know be safe in the geopolitical like world yeah for sure that's definitely like one of the points that is most kind of contradictory in this whole situation but it's just a kind of like a question of evaluating priorities and you know what's most urgent at this time because other people would argue that you know money shouldn't be invested in that while there's like a global pandemic and people need to be vaccinated in addition to the fact that maybe like of course Venezuela can be considered a threat but giving like their own situation right now many people would argue that it's not their priority to like declare war or like start bombing us or whatever so there are like so many things to analyze about that and it's a whole like other situation in and of itself and so regarding all of these protests it has gotten very messy <laughs> no yeah and like the tax reform wasn't the only reform the government was introducing uh there was also a health reform that what like was searching to, like was looking to do was basically change our own our like all of our health system and make it more like i guess privatized like the u.s one and i just really think that's not the right thing to do especially at the moment and obviously yeah for sure like with that health is a fundamental human right people should it shouldn't be a condition it shouldn't be like oh you can afford this so you can get this medical treatment it should be you know accessible to anybody regardless of their social condition you know healthcare should be guaranteed to everybody and along the lines of that health reform which was also retreated um it's important to analyze that there was a clause in it which specified that there is now a whole situation with like responsibility so if like a doctor says oh you got this infection because you weren't careful enough or because you were too too careless, then that can mean that insurance wouldn't cover it. So that's a whole other mess because, again, you should be allowed healthcare even if, quote-unquote, it is your fault. Especially considering that most of the time, yes, or sometimes yes, uh, certain medical conditions can be, quote-unquote, our fault. But when that is the case, it's because we weren't well informed and because we didn't have the resources to know that this could cause this. So it would be ridiculous for us to be punished from that, given the fault that it would it could be considered that it's also the government's fault that we weren't informed enough in the first place because of lack of a proper education system. So that's just something to think about. And that's just like one of the problems that the the health reform had. Yeah, exactly. And obviously this led to protests and this protests were so major that it led to international recognition a lot of people speaking out celebrities people from the day-to-day colombians you know justin bieber talked about this Demi Lovato talked about this i think there's a un mission coming to colombia So yeah, that's basically a rundown of what led to the protests. Mm-hmm. And so people, obviously, as Mati said, were really unhappy with this. And they took to the streets exactly one month ago today on April 
28th to obviously exercise their right to manifest their opinion towards the government. And not only did that happen in an in-person space, but it also happened virtually. As we said, you know, many famous people started speaking up about this. And also within our community, Mati and I saw like so many of our friends and people that we know sharing information about this on their stories. So it became a central point of conversation. And in those protests, what it would helped stir like all the commotion and why people were talking about this so much was the fact that there were several human rights violations. And basically what happened was that, you know, there was so much violence from both ends. People were disappeared. People were raped. People were even killed in these protests. So it got very messy. And also the police were using like violent means to disperse the crowds and tear gas. And there were so many traumatic videos online posted about the like equipment they resorted to. And also a lot of infrastructure was destroyed. You know, some protesters, I'm not saying that all of them, some protesters um, decided to break into places, steal things. And they especially took out their rage on smaller business people, people who were selling things on the street, people who had very small businesses. And some people just went in and destroyed all of that, which is kind of ironic because at the end of the day, like, you know, for instance, with the infrastructure that was destroyed, who's going to have to pay that? You will. That will be taken out of your taxes. So they took down streetlights and they also did a bunch of graffiti in places. So the streets are looking, you know, um, pretty like messed up a little bit. And it's quite ironic because at the end of the day, like who's going to have to pay for that? It's probably going to be taken out of our taxes to fix all of that damage and also a lot of the businesses that were attacked were like small local businesses you know people who sell things on a day-to-day basis and that's where they get the money to make a living from and it's really concerning because it has been reported by these people that they lost more money in these protests than they did in the entire year of the pandemic which is so mind-blowing and it should be really be questioned because why are they taking out their anger for instance in this case on these local you know salespeople? these people are trying to make a living just as the protesters are and you know it's not the people who are selling things on the street it's not their fault of this tax reform so it shouldn't be taken out upon them is my exactly opinion. and also like just the amount of like public um transportation things that were damaged exactly the amount For of instance, like buses and like um the amount of bus stations and things it's horrifying yeah and for instance here in medellin like i would argue that our greatest pride is the metro system we have here which is you know like a landmark of our city and it's something that has worked really well for many years and it, it facilitates and improves like our quality of life so it's a great pride of everybody that lives here and even that was like harmed and destroyed not necessarily destroyed but it did suffer a bit so it's just like it, it kind of seems like um we were hurting ourselves through these situations of like damaging the infrastructure especially when some protesters or like I won't say protesters, I would say like vandalists mm-hmm. blocked the streets 
they like there've been streets that have been blocked for about a month so you know huge cities in colombia like cali are like without gasoline and without fresh produce and there's you know animals that are dying because they can't get transported to where they are supposed to live there's you know farmers who are getting their um their crops like their crops are just going to waste because obviously uh, i mean water is not reaching there and so it's you know th there's there's this huge amount of losses because these huge blockages that have like have been happening in the country and people can't get into work and you know it's just we agree like one thing everybody knows is that we're living in a, the pandemic with, with an economic crisis and this i feel like this is just making it worse yeah and with what you said about like the blockages and everything that has led for the prices of some products to rise for instance eggs are slightly more expensive now than they were before the protests and that's bound to happen with many other basic products so again it's like we we're the own victims of what we've done you know and i say we because even though i haven't gone out to protest um initially at the beginning like i was in favor of you know going out to protest and if those circumstances were a little bit different meaning if i was um like 18 or if there wasn't COVID, I probably may have considered going out to protest in a different way, but I didn't. And I'm grateful for the people who were brave enough to go out and fight for all of our rights, even for the people who couldn't go out to protest. Um, but yeah, it feels like, you know, we didn't think it through entirely because now some of the things that some protesters did, not all of them, are having consequences on everybody, negative consequences. Exactly. Like, again, I I wasn't in favor with either the tax reform or the health reform. And the protests got them to, got the government to back off on them. But I think, you know, once everything got out of control and once the blockages started and once you see, you know, every single day to like normal Colombian get uh, start to get affected that's when you have to stop and regroup like don't keep going out, out and making chaos start you know and and I'm the first person that will tell you that I am in favor of uh pacific protests but like this aren't anymore yeah exactly so I think that now we can move on to talk a little bit um, about our personal opinions on what's happening in the situation. We try to be as objective as possible in that little like recount of what's happening, but now we will get into our own opinions. First and foremost, I think that a tax reform is necessary and a tax reform is coming. As Mati said, um, the initial, initial tax reform was emitted to compensate for all the losses in COVID and it's going to be adapting the current system we have to kind of lower the benchmark so that the people who pay more, which are considered quote unquote richer, will be taken from like a lower standard and they will group people who aren't necessarily like in a position to give more than they already are. So even though that does sound sucky and everything, 
it is incredibly necessary because Colombia has a really high external debt and we can't let that continue accumulating because as we all know that has very negative consequences for a country so the way for a country to pay off their external debt in part is by raising the taxes so we need to get a go on that and obviously so many funds have gone through have been transferred to education and sorry, um, to science and, you know, healthcare and everything, which is so important for COVID, obviously. But even in that way, we do need more funds to go towards that. For instance, with vaccines, like we're so behind on that. So that's like one thing to consider. But even in that scenario, we still do need to compensate for the other aspects of the government, which have been lacking in the past year due to the pandemic. So a tax reform is necessary. We do need more money and we have to get it from somewhere. <laughs> um, so yeah, I do think it's necessary and it seems really unfair and everything, but it's going to have to happen. I think that it was good that it was retrieved because maybe this will give the people, you know, who are designing it an opportunity to be more aware and more conscious about what they're going to be asking from who and to try and make it less of a harder blow for everybody and to think of a more fair way <laughs> to distribute it. I know that sounds a bit idealist, but I feel like there is definitely things to learn from the past experience. And again, just remember that it's not going to be pretty for anyone. Nobody's going to be looking forward to this tax reform. Nobody's going to be excited about it, but it's something that we need to do. And it's going to kind of be a hit for everybody, but it, it's what we got to do. <laughs> um, and I think that a point that really concerns me with this whole tax reform is the fact that there is so much corruption in Colombia. And I feel like it's kind of unfair because maybe if um, the money had been distributed properly, in the pandemic like at the beginning then we wouldn't be in this mess right now maybe we wouldn't we wouldn't be having to ask for more money now if it had been administrated properly in the beginning and if not so much of it had been stolen which is kind of what pisses me off but it's in a sense of pride like I don't want to have to be giving all of this money all over again be just because it wasn't administrated properly and also like who's going to guarantee me that with all of this money that I'm giving now it is going to be administered fairly you know like that's kind of what pisses me off. And mind you, this is an opinion coming from a girl who doesn't even have to pay taxes herself. You know, like I'm underage, you know, my parents, like my mom does that for me. Um, but even so, like it enrages me because and it's a question more of like morals, you know, like this isn't fair. This isn't just we're having to, you know, like pay for other people's sort of carelessness. And I think that the government definitely did become aware of this. The government was kind of shaking until it eventually toppled over. And that sounds dramatic, but at least in the sense of the reforms that they had proposed, they retrieved both of them. And I guess they're probably going to come out with modified versions of that soon enough. And I don't know if it's going to solve the problem that people were protesting for. But the point is that we did achieve what we wanted. Um, so that is obviously a huge win, but it's important to remember that in the case of like the tax reform, it is something that's going to be coming and nobody can like save themselves for it except corrupt politicians. <laughs> mm -hmm. And as for the health reform, I do have a very clear stance on the fact that it sucks and that I do not want it to pass. Um, as I said earlier, health is a fundamental human right and it shouldn't be 
become a, like a monopoly of who has more, who can give more, because that's not what it's about. It should be granted to every person regardless of their status. So I don't think it's fair for it to just become another element that we all have to like fight over. Yeah, like, yeah. Um, now, my opinion, I believe that I mean, yeah, again, both reforms were shit and are shit. But the tax one is necessary because, again, the country is in an economic crisis and money does not fall from the sky. (laughs) But, and again, I supported the protests before they got out of hand because they did get out of hand and they have become this horrific you know chance both police and protesters saw them again not everyone to be cruel and to use unnecessary force and to abuse of people in public public places so i just think abuse from either side is horrific it's we should condone it and again not all protesters are bad but what we're seeing with the protests right now is that the country little by little is just hanging on by a thinner thread now on corruption corruption in colombia there's always going to be corruption in every single part of the world now corruption in colombia has been horrible horrible for the past hundred centuries from like from since the Spanish came here yeah (laughs) and I'm sure it's not gonna stop any like anytime soon unfortunately but you know you won't beat corruption with violence that's just period something and, you know, my heart goes out to every single small business owner who has had to suffer extreme losses because of some, like, people's choices. Again, I support all Pacific protests, but, like, p- please, if you're protesting and if you're doing these, please respect the small businesses and even if it's not the small businesses, the big corporate, because just think that there's people that work there, there's people that make a living because of it, and they need it as much as you need your business or your job. Exactly. Now we are going to take on the violence that it has been happening again i feel like we, we we're both horrified by this but we're gonna like step on our own views and kind of trying to make this cathartic both for you guys and for us because it's honestly like seeing this happening it's it's hard yeah so again with violence um As we said earlier, many people have been victims of this. Many people have been killed, raped, and disappeared. And 
the government has not done well in trying to scare protesters off through violent meal through violent means like tear gas and other resources that you know we we know how detrimental they can be to the quality of like a protest and so like that's on one side right but on the flip side there has also been violence you know and i'm not saying that every policeman i'm not saying that every protester i'm just saying that there has been that there have been some policemen and or and police women and some protesters and i'm not trying to generalize i'm just trying to say that some people from both sides have been violent and the some protesters have also been violent towards the police they have you know been hitting police and stuff like that and they've also burned things down and robbed as we touched on earlier and again we can't generalize it's not every single policeman it's not every single protester but the point is that it is happening and we need to pay attention to it and it's disgusting on both sides it's horrific to see these things happen on both sides it's alarming to see people abusing their power and people feeling entitled and you know just people treating others in an inhumane way it's not fair it shouldn't be accepted it shouldn't be kind of like let slide and it people need to be held accountable and in these times, it's even harder to hold people accountable because there's so much turmoil. And we know that the rule of law is especially difficult when there are inner crises. But that doesn't mean we can just forget about all these things that have happened. We need to, you know, hold people accountable and we can't let impunity become normalized. And this is not what protesting should look like. At the beginning of the protests, there were some really beautiful videos of people just like marching calmly you know singing connecting culturally dancing you know people like the protesters and the policemen working together it wasn't a question of like them fighting or anything and i think that is what protests should look like that is what we should aspire for them to be kind of like safe spaces like that where everybody's working together where there isn't violence there obviously is anger but it's not being taken out in violent means, you know, that's the whole point, peaceful protests. And I think that can be so much more powerful than what's happening now. And yeah, it's just become like a chaos. These protests have been going on for a month and it seems that every day just gets messier and messier. And there are so many consequences like on the economy, in macro scales and in micro scales as well. And just like on the general city, like it's kind of collapsing. So it's just, it, it's gotten kind of out of hand. Yeah, for sure. And again, I feel like violence is not the answer to anything, but both sides are using it. The government has used tear gas and the police have abused their power, but the people have as well. I mean, probably not tear gas, but they have abused their power. Again, it just hurts me to have to say this, but destroying businesses, robbing people, blocking the streets just affects us more than a, as a country. And like, I feel like anyone with common sense knows that this is not an answer. Like, even though if you kept robbing people and you know, blocking the streets, this wouldn't do anything but harm the country. And we have to hold the government accountable, obviously, for all the corruption. But we also have to hold 
people that are harming, you know, citizens and all of this accountable. So, you know. Yeah, exactly. I think that Matthew and I both agree on, like, the fact that impunity cannot be the case. It would just add on too much to everything that's already happening and to all the injustices that we're already living. So now let's move on to talk about a topic that I'm particularly excited about, and it is influencers. I feel like there's so many interesting things to analyze about this because like what has like a phenomenon that has been happening a lot recently, there has been like so much question and pressure on like should influencers talk or not. And in this particular situation, a lot of them have spoken up. Mati named a few earlier, but it's really surprising because it's been not only national people, but also international people. You know, everybody is supposedly in the know of what's going on. But I think that the reality is that many of them don't have a clue what they're talking about, especially like these super famous people. They probably only just posted on their stories because their publicist told them to, like, let's be real. They probably don't have a clue on what's happening, but they just did it to like seem good in the eyes of their fans or just in the public eye to seem as like woke informed people when really I wouldn't say that they are the most woke and like knowledgeable people they simply aren't qualified to talk about it they end up spreading like misinformation and again like especially with these international people they don't know what's happening in Colombia they haven't lived it so they can't give like an accurate account and sure it's great for them to have the intentions to want to raise awareness or to simply say that their hearts are with the people from here but I feel like it's just become a game of like who can post more who is more in the know who is sharing more things on their stories who speaks up about more like a wider variety of global problematics and that's not what it's about i feel like it's turned into something where people just post and talk about things because of the pressure and fear of judgment that will arise if they don't and that leads to a lot of misinformed people speaking up and for people to talk about things that they don't completely understand which just leaves us in a worse situation because when misinformation misinformation is spread, it leads to even more chaos. And yeah, I'm not going to get into like all the problems with misinformation, but my point is that I think, you know, this kind of like circle that's coming up from people, from influencers, like trying to talk about everything is much more like damaging than it is beneficial they are speaking as if they are economists and they don't understand a clue about the background. And again, that's not to say that they shouldn't talk about it, but, you know, they don't, they probably haven't even read the entire tax reform before they start ranting on their stories. They probably are posting an infographic without reading it the entire way through. And that's what pisses me off. You know, it's, it's unfair and we've just come to think that posting something on your story gives you like a get out of jail free card just because you kind of like did your part quote unquote when in reality it should be like so much more than that and it should be like a more important exercise than simply posting just because and I feel like yeah and also something that I didn't even touch on is fact checking you know oftentimes we're so quick to repost and we don't even go to like make sure that the sources are reliable oftentimes like these infographics don't even share the source so you know it's just like how quickly are we digesting information how rigorously how critically are we taking in all of this information because i feel like that has just all gotten out of hand 
and people just want to seem woke they just care about like that physical external appearance in other people's eyes even if it means that internally they're not doing like all the necessary work and I bring up like that internal work because for instance in Black Lives Matters it should have been more than just posting a black square it should have been like getting rid of your internal prejudices and learning up on black history and stuff like that so I feel like it's kind of all gone wrong and we kind of forgot like why we are doing this you know exactly like I feel again well first of all misinformation is a huge part of every single problem in the world like I feel especially now that we have social media and we just see an infographic and we think we know every single detail on the problem when we just know this one thing that somebody had to say and but we do not know the different positions we do not know the different point of points of view the different conflicts so i guess you know we really should read before making up our minds and you know read it from somewhere you know it has the right information don't read it from x and y pages on instagram because while there are some great pages on instagram that make infographics about um the problems of the world there's some there's also a lot of them that just spread misinformation and that can be deadly on cases like this now i also like honest to god believe that we should not hold accountable influencers actors actresses people on the public eye accountable if they don't speak about politics if they don't speak about every single international conflict like that's not their job. I feel like an influencer exactly. and an act like an actress or an actor or a singer's job is to entertain, not not weigh on every single thing that's happening in the world. Exactly. Like they got that place in the public eye for a very specific craft that don't get me wrong, they can be super good at, but that doesn't automatically guarantee that they know everything about everything that's happening in the world and my point is they don't even have to you know like if they're an actor then that's the only thing they have to do their only like job is to act well and beyond that like maybe if some actors want to be super politically woke and advocate about like what's happening on the world and that's great for them and it's amazing if they know what they're talking about but my point is I guess our point is that just because they're the like one-off people that do that it doesn't mean that we should hold everybody to that standard because it's not working. <laughs> exactly. And like, for example, I'm going to use Palestine as an example because I saw this TikTok earlier in the day that was this girl like talking about how every single comment Charlie D'Amelio has on her latest posts is people demanding, you know, talking about, um, you actually sent me this TikTok, didn't you? <laughs> It's people demanding she talks about Palestine and Israel. But again, Charlie is a 17-year-old. Yes. She, yes, I sent you that. <laughs> she, she do- probably 
doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> and honestly, she's 17 and she obviously has a great platform. But I feel like us as Gen Z just hold people accountable for things we don't have to hold them accountable. Exactly. And not that I'm not saying that people should know should not know about international politics or international conflicts, but it's just becoming exhausting because influencers have to talk about every single problem that the, there's in the world. So social media is now a place where all you see is conflict. Yeah, it's like the news. And again, like being informed is so important. And the fact that we can combine an outlet for like pleasure with information, I think can be really convenient. But sure, like going on Instagram over the past month has definitely been daunting. And, you know, it leaves you more upset than when you entered. And that is always a risk when you go on social media. But going back to what you said about Charlie, I feel like that's really important because, for instance, you and I started this platform because we wanted to talk about these things. So if exactly. one day we're rich and famous, then go ahead, ask us all the questions you want about what's but happening Charlie in the world. But Charlie didn't want this. Because Charlie wanted to die. Yeah. <laughs> ask us all these questions because that's what we signed up for. But, you know, like, who is anybody to force a teenage dancer to answer questions, like extremely complex questions about what's going on in the world today when they in no moment said they were capable, that they wanted to do that, you know? Like, it's, it, doesn't, it doesn't add up. And if I'm honest, I still don't comprehend what's going on on Israel and Palestine. For sure. Because, because I've been so worried about Colombia. I haven't had the time nor the mental strength strength that it takes to you know i'm focused on what's happening outside of my house to go and look at another international problem that i can assure you is worse than this period and again it's not only with 17 year olds again we're we're bringing back (laughs) one of my favorite actresses Scarlett (laughs) Johansson said like i mean she has has she said on an interview like last year, I guess, or this year, that you know actors shouldn't be held for like accountable for their political views. So and true. I agree. <laughs> like I mean, if if you're talking about your pro rape, then that's just a morals concept, mm-hmm. but that's not a political concept. Yeah, and I feel like we really just need to learn to separate things. For instance, with famous people, like, we can place them on a pedestal and we can feel like since they're so good and successful in one craft, like, they need to be so good and successful in, like, everything else. When that's really not the case, you know, like, there's only so much a human can do, you know, like, we can't, we have to get rid of these, like, unrealistic standards. You can't know everything about everything. And so, like, stop asking people stuff that they don't know about because their fans who follow them religiously will probably maybe start like repeating that even if it's false you know so it's just like a matter of like just take a step back (laughs) and i i I feel like scarlett johansson is so such a great example here because she had said she has said or like there's been rumors of several things about her like in the last years and some of them have been mistakes that she has made and she has apologized for them but people she still like like 
get it in her face every single day. So, like, for example, years ago, she made this commercial for, like, an Israeli fruit company or some shit like that. And now people are saying she's a Zionist. And, you know, there were rumors she, she was going to play a trans character. We have talked about this. She mm-hmm. was not going to play the trans character. But now people also say she's transphobic. And, you know, there's just so much disinformation. And, like, it's stupid. Because, you know, do your research. She was not going to play a trans character. I believe that that is a job for a trans person because obviously they have felt what that is like. And she is probably not a Zionist. She did one commercial years ago for this company that happens to be Israeli. Yeah, exactly. Um, So now we're going to move on to the last portion of like the content of this episode and it's a question we received from the instagram and it says what do you think about your current president so i'm gonna start off by saying that i think that mr duque has definitely had like a rough time in office and sure like (laughs) i swear like you can say this about like every president ever but i feel like nobody could have seen this coming and like the pandemic was something that like re-eval that made us reevaluate like our perspectives and everything and that just kind of like showed us like how big something can be and Duque has had to like handle like his his term has like abarked the whole pandemic period so yeah I feel like we should cut him like some slack in this because nobody was prepared for that and you don't get the like man- <laughs> and like first of all the man entered a mess of a country yeah yeah like he received something that like already was having a difficult time um so like that's one thing that there isn't a president boot training camp for like everybody was caught off guard and like that's not an excuse enough because some countries handled it like perfectly i would say like pristine like 10 out of 10 but i feel like obviously like um a third world country like couldn't have had that same response we simply didn't have the resources and like the information to do so in my opinion but at the same time, like, cutting him that slack, I feel like people are expecting Duque to revolutionize the country in a way that he simply did not campaign he would, okay? He never said he was gonna, like, do all of these things that people are holding, are, like, demanding from him and trying to hold him accountable for. And sure, I feel like as the, like, population, it is our duty to hold our elected officials accountable but not for things that they didn't promise, you know? And people are expecting, like, people are holding Duque to the standards of a politician they dreamt for. And there are no candidates that look like that. So, you know, it's it just like, you're not going to get anything out of this because he never advocated to, like, do all of these things or, like, change Colombia the way you're asking him to do so. So that's just, like, one thing that I've been thinking about. And I feel like if we truly want change that, like, the whole youth is desperate for, and mind you, like, I'm a part of that youth that wants this change, like, we need candidates that don't fit the box in the mold that we've been voting for over the past 50 years. Every candidate is the same, even if you think he's from left, even if you think he's from right, like, he may have, like, differences in the policy, but at the end of the day, it's like, they're the same freaking people, like, 
over and over again. And they're used to doing things the same way and they've seen things being done the same way. So how do you expect them to do something different? How do you expect them to bring that change that you're asking them for? So I really hope that Gen Z is the generation that can bring like those different candidates into light and that can like offer this like turn in politics in Colombia. Because if we're so desperate, you know, from our positions of like comfort and privilege in our safe homes, um, asking people like asking the elected officials to do this or that, then we should also question, like, am I going to be this type of politician in the future? Like, that's just something to think about. Yeah, I feel like, again, he's not great. But what could you have expected? Mm hmm. But he's honestly not the worst either. Like you said, he came into a top environment. <laughs> he got a pandemic. He's having a bad time. And he's not handling well. But, you know, he was elected rightfully by Colombians. Yes. And I feel like everybody's saying, like, that is an illegitimate government. And I'm like, no, it's literally <laughs> not. It's <laughs> rightful. You True. guys voted. Yes, he won, like, fair and square. I don't think there was fraud in those elections. I mean, there is fraud. There's always going to be fraud. But not so much fraud that... Yeah, not to the point where it could have, like, tipped over the results, is my point. I feel like even if there was fraud, like, without the fraud, I think he still would have won. Um, and I so, think he's... Yeah. yeah, and I think he's trying to handle an extremely polarized country that has mm -hmm. two opposite sides and there's the people who are extremely supportive and then there's people who just hate him upright and hate everything he does yeah so and like that's gotta be tricky uh-huh and i feel like that happens like a lot of the time with presidents but as you say it is tricky because that elected official needs to advocate for both the people who voted for him and the people who didn't. And he has to treat them all like equally and, you know, fight equally for each and one, every one of them, even if day after day they insult him. So again, not trying to defend anybody or anything, just saying that it's a complex situation. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. Again, he's not doing a great job, but I think this could have gone much worse. True. Okay, so that was all the content we had for you today is, like, I guess, the hard one. Now we're gonna move on onto our, onto our favorite segment, our weekly favorites, to end this episode with a little bit of laughter and happiness. Exactly. So this week I bring to you a podcast, an Instagram page, and a song. The podcast is an episode from Renegades Born in the USA, which is Barack Obama's new podcast. And this specific one is on fatherhood. I actually heard it on Michelle's podcast because she posted like one of Barack's episodes on there. And I loved it. I love Michelle's podcast and I really loved this particular episode. As human beings, I deeply admire Michelle and Barack. I feel like they are excellent people and they have like so much clarity and just the way to live a proper life regardless of like 
politics. I don't want to get in that. I'm just talking about them as human beings. So I really liked the way they tackled this episode. Obviously, I'm not a parent and I will not be for a long time, hopefully. But I still thoroughly enjoyed this episode and I really liked the way it came from. And I feel like from my situation, I could learn something and I could take something out of it and just learn about, you know, what being a parent is like and what things you need to take into account for that. So I feel like it was just a really pleasant listen, even if you could think like, what could she benefit from that episode? I feel like I did learn a couple of things. And then the Instagram page I want to share with you guys is one that I have been loving so much recently. It is called College Vine, and it has been literally like my Bible for applying to universities in the U.S. They share such pristine 10 out of 10 quality content you know just like so many informative like posts and videos about different universities what they're known for advice for college essays advice for extracurriculars just the application process in general like advice that is appealing to the applicants you know so it's been super helpful for me and also like I'm talking about their Instagram but I also love college fine as a whole um I've been applying to like their scholarships and everything so it's just really an excellent opportunity and I love that there's this community online I feel like it is so underrated like the Instagram profile shot like a million followers because they are doing everything so right and they pump out content like super consistently so overall I love College Vine and lastly the song is called You Are the Right One by Sports and I love this song but I feel like whenever I listen to it I'm focused more on something else than how much I love it and it's because Back in like 2018, I had a very specific music sense, like music taste. And I feel like this is a song that I listened to back then. But I looked through all of my playlists from the time and I couldn't find it. But it sounds just like, you know, the beats that I would listen to back then. So I'm really confused about that. But (laughs) even though every time I listen to it, it's like a dilemma inside of my head. I really enjoy it. It makes me feel safe precisely because it's so similar to what I listened to back then. And it makes me, I don't know, it just makes me feel kind of connected with myself um and I love that feeling from a song so those were my favorites yeah so this week I bring you a song something that happened and something I bought so the song is higher power by you guessed it Coldplay now this is god is amazing this song is a masterpiece and I think they I can agree with me 100%. I am honestly in love with Chris Martin and with every single member of Coldplay because they are musical geniuses. Now, I got vaccinated, you guys. I She did. Got my second dose on Tuesday, so I went to Miami to get vaccinated with my mom and my ankle so your girl is vaccinated and ready for hot girl summer. I love that. <laughs> you will be invited to my hot girl summer town. We will go to safe places. <laughs> I love that. I love that. Um, yeah, I'm so happy you got vaccinated. I was following that journey Thank very you. closely. And I've exciting because every time like I know more people that are vaccinated, not my own case, but it's so exciting to see how, like, immunity is closer every time. <laughs> yeah, like, I feel like I'm one step closer to taking off that mask. Period. And 
I bought Cards Against Humanity because I really wanted something fun to do with my friends that didn't involve watching Netflix. So I bought it, and let me tell you, it's hilarious. So that's it. Yeah, that's it for today's episode, and we hope you have a nice rest of the week, and we... Wanted to apologize because we hadn't haven't posted in about a month, but we have had both very busy months. As you know, Ta was doing some studying. I was traveling, <laughs> so we finally found, and we actually had recorded this episode, but the audio got messed up. So it really took a lot of time to you know accommodate and record it again. But here you have it, and we hope you enjoyed it and you learned something. So yeah, have an amazing rest of the week and of thank you the so month. much for tuning in. We hope that you learned something from this episode. If you live in Colombia, then maybe you learned something like you didn't know. And if you don't live in Colombia, then congrats for like being interested in what's happening in a different country. I feel like that's really important. And hope nations again, we apologize if we said something that was maybe ignorant or insensitive, but you know, we're navigating this just like you guys are. So overall, we hope you enjoyed this episode. Yeah, bye guys. Thanks. Well, that is it for this week's episode. We would like to clarify that we're not specialists. Everything we share is based off experiences and research. Don't forget to follow the podcast Instagram at our point is podcast. We love the feedback we get through there and interacting with you guys. You can also contact us through our email, ourpointispodcast at gmail.com. Please tag us on your stories and posts. Also, please rate, review, follow, and subscribe, whatever your platform lets you do. It, will, it would help us out a lot because reviews are the only way we can start growing, getting recommended to new people, and being included in rankings. Plus, we read reviews here, so if you want to be featured, go right ahead. Go ahead and spread this episode with any family or friends you think will like it. We would love if you share your opinions about this episode with us. Remember, you can do it through a message in Anchor or our email. Make sure you, to check out the show notes. There's our favorite moments of the episode listed down there alongside with links to everything we mentioned here today. Remember to join us every Sunday for a new episode. Thank you for your time and for joining us in our journey to understanding the problems of the world. Thanks for tuning in and we hope you have a wonderful week.